unless we work across the hierarchy, it is not easy for us to really innovate. You have to have one plus two plus three plus four. One visionary, two explorers, three experimenters, and four modifiers. That would be a killer team for an innovation. Uh, if everyone is a visionary in a 10-member project team for innovation, believe me and write it in your diary, innovation will be only in the blueprint. It will never happen at the product. Innovation needs to be sustained. And innovation is a mantra for any company in any industry. If you cannot frustrate someone with your vision, then you are not probably having a big innovative vision. Applied creativity plus the output and outcome plus result that has business benefits to the corporate, that is innovation, Jyoti. You know, I put a method to the madness of innovation. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host, Jyoti Ji, explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host, Jyoti Ji. Hello, everyone. Hearty welcome to season 2 of Stars of Learning podcast and my name is Jyoti Ji and I'm your host for the show and each fortnight I interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices of learning in the 21st century. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. So friends, I'm sure you will agree that innovation is the calling card of the future. You know the saying, nothing changes if nothing changes. Well, if nothing changes, we stay the same. We don't grow, we don't evolve, we don't get better. And that's not going to work, not for you and not for the world. And we need the positive change. We need new ideas and we need progress, right? Innovation is something which takes birth in sync with the evolution of customers' expectation and demands or a vice versa. Either way, organization around the world we have seen continually uh, putting a stress on the innovation and keep up with the people's wants. The failure to do so or being indifferent to your customers' need will make your competitors win. And it's a high-risk gamble to play at. Everywhere, in every business, in every profession, uh, every organization, one thing is common. All are putting immense provocation on innovation. You must have noticed companies have created dedicated departments itself to generate and implement new ideas which can get into patent and to the next level. It's a huge investment, right? Many companies are relying on their R&D departments. So innovative something new to gain the competitive edge over the competition. Again, the need of the R is resource optimization, workforce reduction through automation, and to produce high quality products and services at a low cost, right? And innovation is a key to create sustainable competitive advantage. True, but it has to be observed many a times that the cost of innovation itself is so high to trade off. So what is this innovation exactly? Is it innovation a new way of working? Is innovation produces better results? Is it a new tool which we need to adapt to? Is it, is it inventing a new wheel which is not around? We definitely need to investigate all of this. And how could business 
frame more holistic approach on innovation that's the desire we need to understand about innovation and today we have an interesting personality who is immersed in innovation and i had a great opportunity to meet and interact with this leader who is exponentially good on knowledge management and many more let me introduce you to chandrashekar pandian a management consultant mentor coach learning and development facilitator is also one among the first few a certified knowledge manager from the international knowledge management institute usa he also carries 28 plus years of corporate industry leadership experience with a coveted honor of receiving a citation of being one among the world's elite 50 most impactful knowledge management professional from the world education and global knowledge management congress harvard business school has him as a advisory council member innovation and knowledge management evangelist is also an author for an extraordinary coach from zanger fockman usa he is also a proud holder of edward debonot six thinking hats and lateral thinking chandrashekar pandian has demonstrated history of working in the strategy execution consulting industry and served many mncs including fidelity investments intel corporation mindtree consulting virtuosa global knowledge manager and infogain corporation so friends on this episode we shall explore how innovation is going to give success we have the expert in our hand without any further delay let me welcome my guest chandrashekar pandian chandrashekar welcome to stars of learning podcast i'm so so happy and excited that you are joining me today absolutely equally excited here jyoti and uh, thanks a lot for inviting me into your podcast and uh, it's absolutely a great privilege to be with you having been with uh, different leaders and uh, joining you as a member to share my experiences i am absolutely waiting for that and uh, thanks again thank you so much so chandrashekar can you quickly share a little background about yourself how you got to where you are today great so having been an engineering professional with computer engineering and uh, management exposure with uh, finance and marketing started my corporate experience as a business analyst and then having moved into business analysis having got a uh, flat for getting into customer shoes and understanding their requirements be it uh, private sector or public sector especially when uh, i have been with uh, cnc computer maintenance corporation as a corporate uh, where you know i was working with business analysis as a forte then slowly moving on to getting into business development with business analytics and intelligence and those years of exposure with the cnc limited and uh, their clientele have enabled me to get into india's erp company called ramco systems wherein i became knowledge manager with an additional portfolio of uh, managing quality this exposure has made me to get into larger roles into the future of my growth in profession and uh, my last full time role was with fidelity investments as their chief innovation officer i have been as a director for innovation and knowledge management for them and the portfolio of offerings have been including uh, the business analytics business intelligence knowledge management and innovation 
with a focus on how we can enable the employees to learn, develop, and contribute to Kaizen, that is continuous improvement, and also to inspire innovation or incremental innovation, and also to get on to patenting, which is very important as an outcome of great uh, change management in any corporate. And I have also served in two corporation as uh, their uh, global uh, manager for uh, patents and invention. And uh, that was an immense learning experience which uh, made me where I am today. And last uh, 10 years, I'm on my own into offering consulting programs, learning and development uh, workshops inside uh, the corporates as, as well as uh, open offerings to the industry. And also I speak in a lot of universities that is something which I love because, you know, that is where you try to bounce your learnings and then gain more learnings. So absolutely these uh, 28, 29 plus years of uh, corporate experience uh, and with around 17,000 plus professionals having been educated from my offerings, you know, it's a thrilling experience. So I would say that in three words, if I have to summarize, you know, it has been my exposure uh, into knowledge management and business intelligence and innovation. That is one thing which made me where I am here. And number two, I have been always thinking that if I have a no nose, I have to poke my nose into many things. When I say that, what I mean is uh, I have been trying to get into knowing a larger uh, boundary than the boundary given to me in my roles. That made me to get into something which is uncharted territory. That is my second point, which I would say that where uh, it has taken me to where I am now. And the third thing is, you know, I am one person who always feels that learning never ceases in your life. So I have never been saying no uh, to any place where I have to take up some new role. It could be design thinking, it could be problem solving and decision making, it could be leadership roles, it could be innovation, it could be change management. I never said no by trying to say that uh, I would only fail is what I thought. But by saying yes, I was a great experimenter, and these are the three things, Jyoti, which I would say that it has taken me to where I am today. Wow, that's an amazing uh, insight, Chandrasekhar. Thanks for that. And now, uh, Chandrasekhar, we discussed that we will talk about innovation and design in learning, right? Before Correct. I jump start into this ocean of innovation and design thinking, can you help me understand who would be our users or a target audience and uh, you know, what would be their journey? Uh, because to listen to this conversation, the moment the innovation is something like, is it only for the top cream people, the kind of a feeling people will get? I might not be part of this kind of a conversation. So I just want to understand as an, from you, you as an expert. Okay. So I would uh, sincerely say that uh, be it from the top uh, of the hierarchy, in the board are CXOs, including the CEO and the chairman like, to the person who is even doing an internship uh, project or a person who has joined into the corporate from campus, any, any roles and responsibilities, any designations in the entire corporate hierarchy will be able to immensely try to connect the dots with what I'm going to say because stop anyone and then ask uh, in any corporate, would they want to do different? Would they want to gain more profits? Would they want to gain more revenues? Would you want to be out of the box in your products and services? I bet you know you will never get an answer, no. Everyone would say yes. 
but believe it or not uh, uh, if a ceo only says that you know uh, in the cxo levels and the leadership levels they will innovate i would strongly say that it's going to be a strategic failure which means you know execution may not happen and the strategy will fail so i would uh, strongly say uh, the audience for this podcast or the audience who will want to gain irrespective of their titles you know they can listen to it and absolutely from a joiner to the seasoned professional in the top absolutely i can bet that you know, we will have something for them and uh, if there is uh, something else additionally required you know i'm a consultant i'm there <laughs> sure wonderful Uh, because you know uh, we wanted to clarify that is this something only for a top performer or very skilled to be part of this journey and and in fact you know, maybe you know that that brings in the point jyoti in fact uh, wherever i have been in workshops and consulting assignments uh, uh, i have always seen a person who is a novice a person who doesn't know the subject a person who is not a subject matter expert has been good in bring out crazy ideas and thoughts and alternatives and options people who are so called subject matter experts because they have been experienced in doing a particular domain or a particular tool or technology or a particular functionality in their life they predominantly remain to use their logical brain and then being very logical in their approaches which curtails them to think about coming out of that boundary to innovate so which means if uh, people who are seasoned uh, who are around uh, to innovate they will probably feeling that it is very hard to innovate because if you make them have a number of people across different roles like a beginner to a person who is experienced to a person who is in the leadership role that is where the kindling of creativity happens so creativity doesn't work in silo with only the leadership member or only with the middle management or only with the juniors but in some places i have heard people saying that as of you know leaders will innovate people expect from the uh, bottom and the top feels that you know the bottom will innovate and the middle gets the pressure you mean what i mean so the middle management gets the pressure of why are we not innovating so unless we work across the hierarchy it is not easy for us to really innovate that's my take jyoti okay wonderful to know and i'm glad that it is not only for the technology whiskers or nerds so so uh, chandrashekar you told many things it is across the spectrum right how do we invoke and create a team to form uh, uh, innovation hub or a, for a department great question jyoti in fact uh, uh, if uh, you imagine to have a set of people who are going to do innovation as a product or service to become an outcome but they are into an innovation project if 10 people are there i would suggest we should have one visionary and uh, two explorers and three experimenters and four modifiers i'll tell you again visionaries explorers experimenters and modifiers why do i say this 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 if you add it becomes 10 Uh, if everyone is a visionary in a 10 member project team for innovation believe me and write it in your diary innovation will be only in the blueprint it will never happen as a product because everyone will be a visionary they will talk about very green vision to the future 
and nobody would want to work on executing to get a product or service from that mm. missionaries are for uh, a future thing first explorers on the other hand they try to think about uh, yes you know we need to be visionary but we need to also explore something to make make something different from what is happening today so they try to explore they try to connect the dots they try to just uh, be on the job of trying to absorb the vision and trying to come up something successful towards the product or service they are explorers so the experimenters are people who knows that you no know, they have a lot of uh, budget uh, crunch in the office uh, they have resource crunch they have infrastructure crunch but they experiment to use all those that is available around to make some inspired innovation incremental innovation business process reengineering and so on experimenters are good at that the last four people modifiers they will only say that you know let me have my own silo time and you know, i'll bring in some continuous improvement i'll i'll bring in some kaizen i'll i'll bring in some operational tactical improvements uh, leave away the big innovations so when you want to have a, a group or a team uh, to perform an innovation product or a service outcome based project you should not put all visionaries you should not put all explorers you should not put all experimenters you should not put all modifiers if you put all modifiers you get only small time improvements if you if you put all experimenters it is only tactical which is probably a mission oriented thing but not future oriented if you put explorers only into the team they will take a lot of time to prove that they will come out with the product or service if you put visionaries they will only try to be in the boardroom discussing and brainstorming and that is what i call it you know they will storm the brains out of the users sometimes and nothing may come out as a solid product or service so you have to have 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 one visionary two explorers three experimenters and four modifiers that would be a killer team for an innovation job okay that's really insightful to know about and uh, with this kind of a team you have been a consultant uh, with a holistic bouquet of services with an end to end innovation hub right uh, either it to be a design right. dis- discover deliver model of engagement and partnership with the corporate world at a strategic level right and you have also been the global head uh, enterprise knowledge management uh, that for uh, bi innovation patents and invention at intel can you help my listeners to know what is innovation and if you can share any examples for them to connect absolutely um, many of us uh, many times we feel creativity is innovation i uh, would always say that creativity is probably a starting point of innovation it is not the innovation which means if you are creative you either have a problem or have a vision and you are trying to think different so people who are creative use the right brain they think different they come out with options ideas alternatives not all the people who are creative will be able to give you a solid plan for executing and getting the result and the product or service as an outcome so usually creative people are people uh, they come up with lot of options with that options ideas and approaches someone has to really strongly plan for execution and uh, try to plan for implementing deploying and getting the output and outcome and results so i usually say that applied creativity with business outcomes and results that is called innovation which means in my parlance 
if you call something as an innovation that should be having an applied creativity that has a good output, good outcome and good result that will also be able to leverage that particular product or service that comes out as an innovation for business benefits. If any of these flavors is not there, for example, you have a good output, but it is not innovation still because the output has to be put into actual practice and use by the consumers and customers. Let us say that you have outcomes, output plus outcomes. Mm -hmm. Consumers are happy, customers are happy, but sometimes the results may not be very rosy, which means the results are like uh, some people feel, uh, uh, let me take an example of Unix here. Unix or C, if you think, I usually say when I was a computer engineering student that Unix and C is written for scientists by scientists, mm -hmm. which means it is a robust operating system, Unix. It is a robust language we know, but normally people don't like too much because it is so tough to get into doing it and practicing it, which means the same thing, creativity alone doesn't get you innovation. Creativity needs to be applied, and applied creativity needs to first get an output, and that output should be liked and used by consumers and customers, and those customers and consumers should claim that they are having a result which is much uh, better than what they had earlier, and that result, which is called business benefit, will enable you to claim that, okay, you have gotten an inventive or innovative product in the market. And there also has a little distinction here. Innovation and invention, not always the same. Hmm. For example, if you have been creative and if you have prototyped and if you have succeeded and if you have patented the prototype and then experiment and say, by doing this, 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 I get this output and you patent it, you are called an inventor. But not all the inventors and patent right holders are innovators because most of them don't execute it in the large scale to benefit the industry, to benefit the world. For example, Xerox as a company, they have been the first inventors of the microprocessor chip in the world. They patented it, but you know that Xerox is not into microprocessor business now. It is Intel, it is AMD, which means Xerox had actually been they to do a patent, which means they did uh, research and development, they did prototype, they knew that was a successful prototype, they patented it and had a patent right, but later they felt that it is not getting business benefits for the line of business for Xerox. So Xerox thought that why should I just hold some patent and uh, have no business uh, worth from it? And they opened it up to the world and Intel kind of... Uh, companies have picked it up from there and they are number one in the microprocessor business now. So which means if the end of the day doesn't get you the business benefits as a kind of a result, then you cannot claim to be innovative. So let me summarize again. Mm -hmm. Creativity is to think out of the box and uh, applied creativity is to get an output which is different from what we are used to and that output should have an outcome from the cons customer consumer. And that outcome should be resulting in uh, successful uh, profitability or revenues, that is business benefit. So applied creativity plus the output and outcome plus result that has business benefits to the corporate, that is innovation, Jyoti. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like the kind of a summarization you did on the creativity and how the result and to the business context can you explain, you know, uh, from your expertise, how is innovation relevant 
to any business or the organization context why it is important good so in a very casual sense if i were to say uh, let me put it this way doing same with same uh, become shame shame puppy shame after some time is what i normally say which means doing same with same what i mean by that is doing same output same result with same resources with same budget doing same with same become shame shame puppy shame after some time which means people sustainability is uh, absolutely yeah people are not going to be happy even when they are sustaining hmm. in fact you know it was interesting to know that initially you talked about innovation with sustainability also yeah. that was a nice point you know sustaining innovation is very very challenging because normally people will move from a normal sustainability to innovate and they stop there then they become a uh, little again alarming that oh i am not able to get benefits more so for example doing same with same is sustainability doing more with same is continuous improvement business process reengineering for example kaizen which is again from the japanese uh, term uh, zen is knowledge and kai is improving by knowledge so kaizen continuous improvement if you do you are moving away from the sustainability to get into something better than what you have done earlier which means doing same with same you are and you are moving to doing more with same mm-hmm. but uh, the industry now is expecting every uh, corporate every different domain every different function every different department including any uh, shared services and support people to really come out uh, with a little different uh, expectation they have which is doing more with less so doing more with uh, less is what is important now so doing same with same we move from there to doing more with same doing more with same is business process reengineering and kaizen mm-hmm. continuous improvement but that is not the end point you know people want uh, to do more with less and doing more with less is innovation change management and uh, the output of that the outcome of that is uh, great products great services and when you sustain that doing more with less which means you know you said that artificial intelligence and machine learning and other things are taking over to optimize and people are felt to be redundant and people are used less which i'll call it differently people are put into rather other additional uses as opposed to mundane operational things nowadays because mundane things are carried out by artificial intelligence and automation so doing more with less and if you have achieved that status then uh, every company will feel that i have less resources less budget and less infrastructure but i am actually doing more mm-hmm. and now tell me jyoti any company will say no to it every company will say yes to it because they want to reduce resources reduce budget reduce the project sizes reduce the locations reduce the infrastructure reduce the purchase of uh, supply chain uh, things that is to be given for people but they want more output outcome and result so innovation is a key mantra because everyone knows that they have the right staff the right roles are there capabilities are there competencies are there but to make them become a highly effective workforce it is actually the key is innovation key is knowledge empowers you knowledge empowers you to become to think something beyond the existing knowledge then you go for creating improvements processes changes and uh, that becomes inspired innovation to incremental to very holistic change mm-hmm. and that is where innovation in any industry you know i am saying you know even uh, believe it or not be it christ university in bangalore or chandigarh university in chandigarh even universities like srm university in chennai you know even universities their faculties and uh, their students 
and everyone wants to do something different to make themselves become better corporate citizens when they join the industry force. So on the other side, universities and colleges are also wanting to innovate. On this side, industry wants to innovate more and become inventive more because you cannot sit on your laurels. I'll just give an anecdote and I'll stop here. Uh, I understand from the internet uh, when I read, in the deathbed, seems to be the Sony founder saying to the R&D people that, look, our R&D products and services that are launched, that are getting more profitability and revenues for the company Sony, should not mean anything for you in R&D. You should think it is a competitor's product. Because which means, if you think it is your product is uh, going well in the market, then you you have some complacency. You have some feeling that, okay, I've done best. Mm -hmm. So don't think that I've done best and think that it is a competition's product. Just imagine and interlink with the Nokia. For example, E7172 was the last two things which are well known by Nokia. But after that, the, there was a little dearth and death of a little innovation happening. And people thought that, okay, there is no uh, new products, new features, new functionality, and they just started moving away from Nokia, which means innovation needs to be sustained, and innovation is a mantra for any company in any industry, and that's what I would see. Wonderful. I think you give a whole length and breadth and across spectrum to, you know, get on to the innovation mode. Uh, I really don't want to get into the process or the principles of innovation, uh, Chandrasekhar. Like, you know, people Google and get that all information possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but can you explain to my listeners on the purpose of innovation? How would it add value in whatever the business or the industry they are in? Absolutely. So, uh, here is where I would uh, uh, try to introduce the concept of design thinking and uh, critical thinking. Because in many of the places, uh, innovators, if they are not uh, really human-centric or consumer-centric or customer-centric, they may invent or they may innovate something which may not be useful in the market. Which means, if they are trying to get into innovation or invention, they need to really think that it should be a human-centered design. It should be a consumer and customer-centered uh, design. So for that, it is a very simple thing. Uh, we need to empathize more. So uh, I offer you, a, uh, you and uh, the visitors of this podcast, uh, something called e-gift tea. So Jyoti, you're not offering me a cup of coffee or tea, but we are offering now to you uh, something called e-gift tea. What is that e-gift tea? E stands for empathy. And D stands for definition of the problem statement or the vision. Mm -hmm. And uh, I stands for ideas and innovation. And P stands for purpose and prototype. And T stands for testing thoroughly. What I mean by this is, if you are not empathizing initially, you will not be able to define your problem statement or vision well. Many people get into ideation first in innovation. Uh, I'm not getting into the tools here, but I'm saying, don't get into the uh, boardroom or uh, a conference room to get ideas first, but empathize with what is that you need to actually do is to be defined by empathizing and speaking with people and listening and uh, analyzing and probing with right questions need to happen with real-time users, real-time consumers, real-time customers, and uh, real-time uh, people who are going to actually 
use your product or service. So what I mean is empathy is important before you get into uh, even definition of a problem statement or vision for innovation. Once you define it, you know, I'm sure that you must have heard it, well-defined uh, well problem statement is half solved, they say, which means when the problem or the vision is clearly defined and articulated, it is easier for anyone to actually get into uh, very clear aligned ideas that can bring uh, association with the expectation of the uh, real users. So empathizing is important, definition is important, then ideation and innovation is important, so EDI. And uh, once you ideate and uh, try to innovate, uh, please understand uh, pilot projects are important, small launch is important, prototyping is important. You need to really have a proof of concept because the P stands for all these things. Mm. If you don't have a good pilot or proof of concept or prototype, nobody is going to believe your business case. Because in large scale inventions to be put into practice in business, mm. unless you have a business case, you will not be able to impress the uh, people who are going to sponsors for your innovation. And uh, once you prototype and you test it with uh, thoroughly the user and uh, make them understand that uh, this is what is the product or service that uh, will serve your needs, your desires, mm -hmm. then they will come back to you to give a feedback loop saying that, no, I didn't want this way, but uh, now I wanted the other way. So in this way, it is a circle, you know, empathize, define, ideate and innovate, prototype and proof of concept with pilots, test it thoroughly with the uh, tactics and then um, loop it to the empathy because that becomes a good, sustainable, better innovations all the time. So this is something which has to, is, you, know, you see, design thinking is all about uh, all these things, empathizing, defining, uh, ideating, prototyping and testing. But critical thinking is important uh, after this because critical thinking is when you want to solve problems, you want to make decisions, you want to get business benefits. Because critical thinkers are people who are balanced between the left brain logical thinking and the right brain creative thinking. But uh, people who are designers, predominantly they think from the right brain. So creativity only. Mm -hmm. So when they design something and thoroughly when they get people appreciating it, they want to now stop and have a judgment, solve a problem, decide uh, and then go for implementation. And this is something again, Deming cycle, which is PDC, plan, do, check, act. If design thinking and critical thinking is put together very nicely next to next in stages, then and only then you know you will get to uh, do a lot of inventions and innovation. That is what you know I call it uh, chips, which is creativity harvesting and uh, inventive problem solving. So you need you need to harvest creativity, but you have to inventively go for solving problems and solving future missions and future vision. If this alignment is not there, I'll tell you one thing, in many, many companies I've seen, people are uh, doing a lot of innovation budgeting for making people to come up with a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. But what is the next level plan for uh, frisking that idea, verifying, validating that idea to make it become a aligned ideation for your business is a big question mark. And the next big question mark is if it is aligned, will there be budgets? Is it uh, defined? It's a very big question mark. And then the question mark is, who are all the resources? Because usually many companies, for example, if Jyoti, if you come with an idea, and if I ask you, okay, go, okay, Jyoti, go and own it and then be accountable for your uh, execution, you may be happy instantly, but you will not be happy after some time because you are a person who is technically great uh, believing that idea, but you need people who are functional, people who are business-centric, people who are uh, having budgets, people who are sponsors, people who will be in resources to work along with you as a team, 
like I said, you no know, visionary plus explorers plus experimenters plus uh, modifiers. You want a team. That team and team, if it is not there, Jyoti, you know, any inventor or innovator will fail. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So this is the kind of a holistic cycle. In, but in many places, people invest a lot of budget only in uh, making people come up with crazy ideas. Uh, their photographs are uh, put in every place in the company, that ideator of the month and so on. But what happens to the idea next month, uh, nobody knows. God is great. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll pray and then you'll also pray for them to succeed. Okay. <laughs> Interesting one. And you uh, have put a seed for people to think about, you know, what next. I, it, it should not stop only with the ideation. Uh, yeah. So moving on, I, I really like the concept what you brought on EDIPT. I want to, uh, you know, shift the gear a little backwards and to want to understand that, you know, uh, great design has that wow factor, right? That makes products more desirable and it's more appealing to users right. also, right? And design thinking right. firm stands apart in their you know, to engage or, you know, continuously redesign uh, their business or, you know, they are more advanced in both innovation and efficiency. Uh, to name, I can say wow. Apple is uh, standout, I would say. So, so you know, um, so why, why design thinking? Uh, I'll, I'll just uh, kind of you know, put it in my own way. Uh, this narration is not from Steve Jobs, but, you know, I have uh, read it in his uh, autobiography, but I'll narrate it in my own storytelling. Is that okay? Sure, sure. So, for example, imagine that, you know, you are in a town hall meeting when Steve Jobs comes with a Blackberry and showing that. This Blackberry is so stupid and it uh, occupies half of the real estate with keypad. And I want all of you guys in Apple to invent a phone which will have the full screen for the customers to use it. That is the kind of a provocative statement that uh, Apple Steve Jobs made it to the town hall. Get my point, right? Mm -hmm. So someone said uh, in the town hall meeting in Apple that uh, Steve, uh, you want uh, the keypad to be in a flip uh, uh, extension. Then he said that's available from some other competitor. I don't want that. Then someone said, uh, little frustrated guy, uh, do you want Steve uh, the keypad to be in the backside of the phone? Okay, so then Steve said, nice idea, but how would it work, right? You know, if keypad is in the backside, you know, how is it uh, people are going to use it? True. Then someone said, uh, Steve, I think, you know, you forget about having engineers in Apple. Uh, let us all start to recruit magicians. <laughs> okay. So then Steve said, uh, see, listen to me. I want keypad. I'm not saying keypad should not be there, but I want keypad only when I want keys key to be available. But when I don't want keys to be available, I want the full screen. Now you know where we stand. Yes or no? True. Yeah. So which means, you know, a keypad uh, comes as a magic when you touch, uh, when you want to type, when you want to use it. And when you don't want uh, the keypad, because not all the time that uh, you have the phone is to use your keypad. So provocative thinking is important. And again, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, great uh, visionaries are like Steve Jobs. You know, they will make others get frustrated first, Jyoti. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing. If you cannot frustrate someone with your vision, then you're not probably having a big innovative vision. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. They will okay. have to really mm, mm, believe that, no, you're going crazy. 
uh, it is not feasible, it's not possible. Uh, how is this person thinking that, you know, we are going to make it like that? You know, they have to be provocative. So if anyone is feeling that, uh, oh, yeah, good vision, good innovation, we'll make it, then it is not a great vision, actually. So it has to be a provocative vision, uh, challenging, going beyond the boundaries. And I mean, Steve uh, in Apple known, uh, is known for a lot of things like that. For example, a Chinese manufacturer was with him, and then he said that I want a curved, uh, uh, I mean, edges for my Mac uh, machines and phones. I don't want a rectangle. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that it seems, you know, no, 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 it's not feasible. No, it's feasible. Then he was the one who decided why laptop has to be only black. You know, it has to be uh, black. Who, who said that? So let me put it in. A different way. So, which means he was the one who was always trying to think uh, internally, provoking himself, and he provokes the people. Uh, in fact, you know, in his biography itself, you know, in a lot of instances, when you read it, you will know that he was not liked by many people internally as well as externally in the world because he was always provocative and then he was an introvert. And believe me or not, when you want to discover a person who is a visionary in, in, in innovation and invention, Please understand that corner guy, corner girl who is not talking too much is probably a great visionary. Hmm. Interesting. That, that's what I would say. Because, you know, uh, uh, people who are talking more may not be a great visionary all the times. Hmm. People who are silent, people who are observant, people who are uh, really taking time to spell out what they have in their mind, and uh, uh, that makes people to get frustrated, that makes people to think crazy, that makes people to go beyond the boundaries. And he was one person who said uh, uh, to a person uh, who joined uh, his team when the member was asking, you know, Steve, tell me what is that you know, I need to do, what are my key results, areas, job description. He just laughed and then said, it seems we made all the efforts to bring in the best person from outside and we want me to define that for you, you define for yourself. <laughs> okay. So it's it's such, a, such a provocative thought, you know, think about it, you know. <laughs> So now, now, believe it or not, you know, I can bet if any individual in any rank, any responsibility joining is given the statement that, okay, you define your job description come tomorrow morning 10 o'clock, I can bet that job description is going to be much better than what you are going to give it to them. Because they will be thinking very different. They will be thinking that they have to do miracle and then get uh, uh, people noticing their first uh, three months to six months. Am I right? Am I right? So such kind of provocation and frustration is part of innovation. Mm. And in, in fact, in Intel, they uh, usually say that uh, uh, we need to really put in all the efforts uh, to utilize the patents and inventions that we are filing within three months to maximum 18 months, which means in one, one to one and a half years, you know, they need to really uh, put those inventions into practical purposes and business benefits. I don't want to name other companies uh, which are case studies which I have, mm. uh, wherein I know one company which is so much known for their innovation in R&D, but they only have used uh, close to 26% of their inventions uh, so far in their products and services, but the rest of the 74% is not at all used, which means R&D people are doing more R&D every year, but it is getting to waste. What is the conversion? So you need to really... A conversion of business uh, and the benefits is a very important thing. Okay. Because it may be an efficient uh, product, but is it effective for the business? Is it aligned to the vision? Is it aligned to what we need to do? And so on. For example, Xerox has a patent uh, right uh, copyright for URL. Now, believe me, if URL was not released as an open patent for use by the world, 
even me if you want to click on a new url you have to pay uh, royalty hmm hmm i got it so which means but again closely link uh, uh, why xerox have to pay file a patent for uh, url then you know that is not in their business theme or vision so which means you know uh, inside that great company xerox maybe something was probably a miss that alignment of the business vision was not there for innovation that's this is connecting the dots jyoti you know because i as an innovator will have to always connect the dots about if some company is great i'll also think you know that some some company may have failed like google says we have had many experiments but we had uh, fail, failures also hmm true so like dr abdul kalam says you know fail uh, and failure is important fail means first attempt in learning that needs to be there hmm and contradictorily many companies uh, many managers especially they are all cgl idea killers cgl idea killers <laughs> for example if you come uh, to me jyoti and say that chandra uh, chandrashekar i have a great idea and then i ask you a question okay will it work then you will say that yes it will work where is the plan then you will feel like oh my god hmm. uh, now think about it if you also say yes it will work and if you also say yes there is a plan then may i say very clearly that that there is not there is not innovation because if it is innovation you are not known about the future of that idea today mm-hmm. okay yes or no which means you know you have got the idea just the, the bare idea but it has to be prototyped it has to be piloted it has to be tested if it is useful will it be converting into a product or service is a question mark will it get the business uh, budgets and sponsorship is a big question mark so but many leaders you know so called they are very good uh, uh people when they say that you know we want we want innovation but they become bad when they ask such questions which are like will it work when will it uh, be released do you have a plan do you have a people and competent resources in your team then you will feel that you know uh, you, you want answers from them am i right or not so it's a collective effort from the that is where i always say that it is uh, how do you define a good group for innovation is a killer definition which is not known to many companies hmm. only you put people in the uh, for example if you have all developers in an it team and put in put into innovation they will not be able to innovate because they will be able to come up with continuous improvement only but if you put a developer with the business analyst with the quality person then you will be able to innovate because the quality team even if i say i am chandrashekar they will question is it really you are chandrashekar you will ask me am i right or not <laughs> good because you know <laughs> even you know when i said good morning a quality guy said you know what's good in the morning so yeah. so which which means you know people suspect you know that's their innate nature and quality but put a quality person with the business analyst with the developer then you will get a gain uh, good innovation definition but if you put all the business analysts you know they will try to work out on the use cases only if you put all the quality people they will try to put questions for everyone to feel unhappy hmm. but put them together and that is where you know you will get a great innovation so that 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 should work so that's absolutely you know in fact you, know, you didn't ask me you didn't ask me the next question i was waiting for which means you know, how do we how do we uh, identify who is a visionary who's a explorer who's an experimenter and who's a modifier is an assessment tool jyoti which means uh, that is the humble background which i have which means mm-hmm. uh, that is a method you know i put a method to the madness of innovation that is where i bring in the structure mm-hmm. because many people think innovation comes when you you, you lock the room with uh, 15 guys and girls and now they will bring innovation maybe they will bring kids later but not innovation so 
sorry. <laughs> so, so, which means, you, know, you need to really get into this kind of a thinking way. Now, how do we identify visionary? For example, a visionary is a far-fetching person who can imagine and speak like there is no one in front of them. Hmm. And a modifier is someone who gets a little time-bound that, you know, he'll ask, uh, uh, sir, can you go and do something because, you know, you're talking too much. Which means you know, everyone has the uh, different kind of uh, attitude and uh, aptitude for their uh, job. So the behaviors you have to analyze. Uh, we have psychometric assessments from uh, the international experts which we use. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a, it, uh, that's what I always say. It's like an action TV when you go to watch uh, a magic uh, unrevealed, you know, a magician. How does he do magic? You know, a person unrevealed uh, it. You remember a show in action TV? It is like that. Because a magic is a magic when you don't know how to perform it. But a magic is a logic when a person tries to really say, this is how this magic is done. Hmm. So I can bet, you know, you will not get many people like me to explain because it is like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm giving away a lot of secrets, but, you know, you have asked me a fundamental question that is it, is it good for all the people across the roles? So I just have started revealing my secrets, Jyoti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not think of anybody when the topic of innovation I wanted to do, I only thought about Chandrasekhar Pandey. That that's how, you know, I requested. Thank you, thank you. Now you know why it works. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. So these are these are the nuggets which you know the real time scenarios. What's really happening on the ground is what I wanted to get that kind of a first hand note. And correct, glad correct. that you brought it and being candid about the kind of a things goes on the floor. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Chandra moving on, you know, uh, we did speak about innovation, design thinking, critical thinking, and uh, the, the harvest of creativity of bringing all of this, you know, to light. So, uh, I just want to understand what is the purpose of design thinking and, and innovation, and do they go hand in hand, or should we treat them individually? I would uh, practically say that it has to go hand in hand. Because, for example, in the design thinking, I said empathize and then define and then ideate and then prototype and test. Hmm. Now, that is something which is not easy for all the innovations. Now, I'll come, come to that, what is not easy. For example, Henry Ford said uh, uh, to a critic who asked Henry Ford, who wants uh, you to make a car? Is there anyone who said that, I want a car? Henry Ford was asked this tough question. So Henry Ford said, uh, if I were to go to the road and ask, you know, do you want a car? They would not even know what is a car, but they may have told, I wanted a faster bullock cart. Hmm. Because they are used to cart. So they want the carts to be faster. Okay. And he just passed for a moment and said, you know what? Cart cannot be made uh, faster, but the cart, when you, when you remove the T, it can be a car. It will make them to travel faster. That's cool. Now, see... <laughs> Which means, you know, this is a very nice uh, anecdote wherein some innovators will know that they will not have many people to buy in. Like Steve Jobs knew that he wanted a full-fledged screen to be fully available for people. But never in uh, the industry or the history, uh, any other phone manufacturer thought that, you know, they will have to have no keypad. They will have to have keypad is what they thought. Because everyone thought, okay, keypad should be small size, flip size. But this is the one person who thinks keypad should not be there. True. So, uh, uh, when, when you want to give a focus on innovation, 
you will do design thinking when you are not very clear about what you want to make but you want to invest in innovation you get my point mm-hmm. you you want to you want to innovate you want to get a better product better service better solution better customer centricity better customer experience you go and then ask customer what do you want mm-hmm. so that is design thinking but not always it works for example if you if you are an sap if you are a, if you are an oracle kind of a background you are not going to go and ask people to define your product because you are the master mm-hmm. so now you you may you may know where i am going which means if you think that you know you want to actually collaboratively define better innovation design thinking is the way to innovate mm-hmm. if you want to deliberately keep uh, everything as a secret because you you know what is going to be the next better bet mm-hmm. what is going to be the best bet for 2025 what is going to be the uh, 2030 world looking like if you are very clearly able to strategize and visualize the future and if you also have the wherewithal for every stages of uh, uh, trying to get to that particular superior product or service then you need not have to even think about meeting anyone from outside your office you will have to do it inside that will be a critical secret which will be a patent which you will have royalty for probably 15 20 years am i right hmm hmm got it so innovation innovation need not be always with design thinking but innovation can also be with design thinking is my perspective however critical thinking is important for both ways even if you use design thinking planning and developing the product and services and launching it and engaging the end consumers and customers is important in design thinking afterwards also in without design thinking when you do an invention and when you have a secret team working on uh, a product or service that also has to be reaching the masses so for that critical thinking is important for that systemic systems thinking uh, thinking as a whole thinking as every person has a role all those things are important hmm wonderful and lot of insights so thank you chandrasekhar so chandrasekhar i was thinking that uh, i could do off in one episode but there is much more <laughs> to get into the depth of this so i think i will break uh, our episode into two parts okay so the no first problem. part no can problem. be on the innovation and the second part on the design thinking so no let my team benefit my listeners benefit on understanding the whole gamut of design thinking and innovation sure so friends i'm sure you got good understanding of innovation and what it means to your business or organization its purpose and also your role in innovation i think the core members make a difference in the innovation hub and most important for you to think aloud are you a visionary are you an explorer are you an experimenter or a modifier to be part of this coveted hub this is not the end our conversation continues with chandrasekhar pandyan in my next episode on design thinking i hope you will join me as innovation and design thinking go in hand in hand and we will discuss the core of design thinking practical ways on how to execute and apply design thinking i look forward you joining us back in that episode so guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwita knowledge 
that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com i will list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference thank you so much chandrashekar for being on this show i really enjoyed absolutely. all the nuggets uh, you have shared on innovation absolutely no, uh, the pleasure is mine too in fact uh, with this engagement uh, we can explore and evolve uh, the businesses of any industry and uh, if i were uh, able to give those nuggets to enable everyone to have something which is addressing what's in it for me for them i'm happy and look forward jyoti and uh, look forward for a great uh, 2020 and uh, collaboration thank you very much for you and the podcast and i'm sure the world is small and we'll meet again and again really for other purposes right really appreciate your time it's been great to have you on my show so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with chandrashekar pandian if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to chandrashekar then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on facebook twitter insta and tag me and chandrashekar and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you Thank you very much.